Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Welcome everyone to Ask Wardy. I have a freezer meal here because one of my favorite things to do to use the power and the fun of the Instant Pot is to reheat frozen food, either cooked or uncooked. And we're gonna go over today how to use your Instant Pot to deal with these bricks of frozen food. It's really easy. Before we get into that, let me welcome you all to Ask Wardy. My name's Wardy and I'm from Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfklins, and you're joining me at our regular time on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific for Ask Wardy, the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. Right now and every week and all the time at askwardy.tv, you will find notes waiting for you on today's episode and past episodes, so be sure to check those out, bookmark and share, and no matter who you are, where you are, if you're listening now, listening later, uh, be sure to subscribe and share. I love uh, to spread the word about traditional cooking and the joy and healing that doing it um, healthy and with great tools like the Instant Pot, how much a difference that makes to our families. Thank you so much uh, for being here. So let's get into today's question, which comes from Allison S. She said, First, I love your blog and site, which I love to hear. She says, so much great info. I'll cut to the chase. You have talked about converting crock pot recipes for the Instant Pot, but what if a prep ahead, um, what if you've got a prep ahead freezer meal? How do you calculate the time if it's still a frozen block? Isn't that a great question? We have all these great recipes on the internet. for the Instant Pot and pressure cookers. But what if it's frozen? And I like to do this a lot. We'll have leftovers and I freeze them, which is the case in, in, in the case of this. Or then you have recipes from sites like Once a Month Meals, where you are actually batch cooking meals, um, where you're prepping all the ingredients and combining them and freezing them, and then you cook them on cooking day. Okay, and we're gonna talk about once a month meals a little more later. But the, the question is, how do you use your Instant Pot for that? Um, we all love to cook in our Instant Pots on the spot, but the point is, how do we freeze or cook? And by the way, let me just put a little plug here for um, our Instant Pot sourdough cornbread recipe. If you haven't gotten that already, just look for the link below this video or go to tradcookschool.com slash IP cornbread, all one word, IP cornbread. It's a free recipe, it's so, so yummy. We love here combining traditional cooking with great tools like the Instant Pot. Okay, so even though we like to cook on the spot, I think we all love to, at times, or maybe all the time, batch cook and work ahead, right? Freeze ahead. That's the whole thing with freezer cooking. Um, At once a month meals, you'll find entire menus that are designed that way. So you're doing all your month's cooking, like on a weekend, and then the rest of the month, you're just cooking what you've already frozen, 
or if you're like me, you do it occasionally to save time and to work ahead. So um, there's lots of ways to apply this, but here you go, Allison. It's super, super easy. Three steps to it, okay? And the first step really is when you're prepping the food, you wanna make sure and freeze it the right way. So this is step number one, make sure to freeze in a cube. And this is whether your foods are already cooked or whether you're um, combining cooked and not cooked ingredients um, in recipes. So the idea with this is you'll need to do, do it in a cube shape. So this is a seven cup Pyrex bowl and I love using these and I love using four cup Pyrex bowls uh, for freezer cooking and this is a bean dish that I've frozen in here. Um, you can also, if you're a freezer bag kind of person, which is the most common thing, um, as well as freezer containers, the, the plastic freezer containers, those are commonly used with freezer cooking. So you may have, um, you may like to do Ziploc bags, but commonly for freezer cooking, not Instant Pot, is you're told to freeze your foods flat because then you can stack them up in the freezer and they just are really efficient use of space. But can you imagine getting this frozen in an Instant Pot? It's just not gonna go. So that's why you wanna freeze it in a cube. So you can either get it in a cube by using a cube-shaped bowl or dish, plastic or glass. Make sure that it fits inside your Instant Pot because this cube of food has to get in there later. Um, if you want to continue using plastic bags though and not tie up your containers, you can choose a bowl or dish, glass or plastic, as a, as a mold. And so you put, try not to talk when I'm rustling that plastic, you put your plastic bag in the, in the um, round or bowl that fits inside your Instant Pot, fill it with your foods and freeze this way, then pop the bag out later and then you have your container for something else, but this stays in the freezer. Make sense, everyone? All right, so that is step number one. You need to have your food frozen in a shape that's gonna go in your Instant Pot. And as I said, I've got a dish here, um, a bean dish here, and it's in a seven cup Pyrex. I love using glass whenever I can. In fact, I don't have any freezer. Uh, plastic freezer containers, but I do have bags on occasion, but I love using glass just to keep the plastic used down. Okay, um, so that was step number one. Now step number two, this is a tip that I got from Once a Month Meals. I learned it from their Instant Pot freezer menus. It's so awesome, okay? And this is just a quick step that you need to do before you proceed, and that is to saute for five minutes. Super easy to do. Um, but issue, the first issue with doing it is your food needs to plop out of the container. So if I was to open this, um, this may or may not plop out. If it's in a plastic bag, of course you can cut or some items are somewhat dry and you can just um, take them out in chunks from your plastic bag. But for however you need to do it, you gotta get your food in the Instant Pot. And a quick tip that I do when I'm doing is in glass is I would set this in a bowl of warm water just for a few minutes and it'll thaw just enough for me to be able to tip the food out. Once you get the food out of it, that you're gonna put it on, saute on the Instant Pot for five minutes. And this just gets it ready for the cooking or reheating phase. You've got a steam button that you'll hit and it's right here. Or sorry, a saute button and it's right here. And um, the Instant Pot, 
I don't know if the new ones do this or not, but at least this version defaults to 30 minutes. So you just want to watch it for five minutes. So your food will just saute for five minutes. Step number one was to make sure your food um, is frozen in a cube or round shape so it fits inside the Instant Pot. Step two is to free the food out of the freezer and saute it for five minutes. And now we get to step number three, which is to steam or pressurize to finish. And this is gonna be maybe shocking to those of you who haven't done it before. It was shocking to me the first time, but it totally makes sense and I'll explain why. You might think, and, and Allison was thinking this, she's like, I have a frozen brick of prep ahead freezer meal. How do I adjust the cooking time? Well, guess what? You don't adjust the cooking time. You don't need to because if you, if you're familiar with how a pressure cooker works, you put your food in and it has to come up to pressure. And if the food's frozen, if the food's thawed, that's just going to um, affect how long it takes to come up to pressure. It takes longer with frozen foods. But when it comes up to pressure, it's kind of like you're dealing with thawed food and your food's no longer frozen anymore. So the cooking time is the same. And so that's why when you're um, on this step of, of cooking or pressurizing to finish, you simply follow the original recipe. It's that simple. So if the original recipe said um, cook on manual high pressure for 30 minutes and then uh, natural pressure release for 10 and then quick release until the rest of the pressure is released, you do that, whether it's a freezer meal or not. That's what you do. You follow the original recipe. Now that is if the recipe is a prep ahead, not already fully cooked recipe. Okay, if you are dealing with um, a dish like mine here that is a bean dish that's already cooked, we don't follow the original recipe because we're reheating. And I have more details for you in um, Ask Wardy episode 47 about how to use your Instant Pot like a microwave and reheat foods. You can do that with frozen meals as well. And since you don't have an original recipe to follow because it's already cooked, you're just using the steam function for five to 10 minutes or whatever's required to um, reheat your, your cooked foods already. Makes sense, everyone? I think it's pretty simple. One, you have to make sure that your food is frozen in a cube shape so it'll fit in there. Two is you just um, prepare for the process of cooking by doing a saute for five minutes. And three is, if it's a prep ahead, not fully cooked meal, you're gonna follow the original recipe's timing um, and settings. If it's a already cooked uh, meal that you've frozen, that you just wanna reheat, and then you're gonna use the steam function for five to 10 minutes or whatever's required just to bring it up to serving temperature. Really, really easy. Now I wanna mention um, a couple things. One, <laughs> what if it's not done? Well, as you know, if you're, if your recipe's serving four and you doubled it to eight, it might require more cooking time. So this is no different than other cooking, which is you check it and you add more time if necessary. The same thing affects already cooked foods. You just adjust and add more time where necessary. A second thing that I wanna mention is, like Allison is already interested in prep ahead freezer meals. She's doing that, she's investigating it. It is such an exciting thing to do. And the place that I go to get all kinds of uh, prep ahead freezer meals that are so fun to do and so time saving because when you, 
when you prep them ahead, then it's just so simple to just whip them out for your family. So the best source for that kind of thing is once a month meals. And I want to tell you about it because you can get, um, if you're not already familiar with them or not already taking part in their menus, um, I have a couple links for you at AskWordyTV. One, TV. One is they have a lineup of 50 Instant Pot freezer meals. It's awesome. Now you look through those. You may have to pick and choose. You may have to do some subbing because they they do meals for a whole variety of different um, diets. And so you might find some ingredients that are not necessarily traditional, but it's easy to sub out because they generally use whole foods in all the recipes. Um, they have paleo, real food, traditional, which would be like traditional American. Um, they have dairy-free, gluten-free. Anyway, they have a whole bunch of choices of different menus um, and, and plans, and you really can't go wrong. But again, check out the 50 Instant Pot Freezer Meals. It's an awesome lineup of posts with a list of all their best recipes of their own and also blog partners, just to give you an idea of how easy and wonderful this is. I also want to suggest that on their site, while they do have all the free recipes, if you want to um, try out the, how should I say, the exclusive inner workings that are so exciting of once a month meals, you want to take the trial mini uh, menu that you can get if you follow the link with this video and you'll be able to get a mini menu, paleo, real food, traditional, gluten-free, dairy-free. You can pick which kind you want. We even have a traditional cooking school menu menu that you can uh, choose. They put it together just with us. And that'll give you a taste of what more you can do because you have the recipes, but what then what Once a Month Meals does is they do all the other things. They give you your shopping list. They tell you everything you need to do on your prep day when you're prepping all your meals in that menu, which you could do that for the whole month or you could just do a couple of them. But they give you all the steps for your prep day. They give you the labels and the recipe cards and everything you need to um, make sure you know what's what at the end of your prepping. So you have labels for all your bowls or bags that are in the freezer you just have everything organized and they also give you cooking day instructions so then you might have like a might have a soup that's prepped ahead and frozen you pull it out well they also include exactly how to bring it up to cooked and serving temperature let me make sure i've told you all the things that they add in their plan um menus shopping list prep steps prep day instructions and cooking day instructions plus all the labels that you need it's an incredible service follow the link with this video and you'll be able to try it out for free they give you a mini uh, mini menu menu and then if you like it you can continue it's very affordable i love having it on hand because i get lots of ideas they do all the legwork and so then even though i don't do a whole month's worth of cooking i kind of pick and choose from their menus like this month i'm going to try uh said we have like we have, I know we have four or five busy days, so I'm gonna do these four or five meals, um, and then we have them on those busy days. I don't do the whole thing, many people do, um, but whether or not you do the whole thing, it's an awesome service, and they do a really, really good job of putting together great menus and instructions, kind of taking all the prep and legwork out of it so you don't have to figure out all your steps and your shopping and whatnot, you just can follow the plan, and it's very affordable. But you can try it all out for free. As I said, there's a link with this video or just go to tradcookschool.com slash freezer menu and you can get their free mini menu just to try it out. I do want to say um, at the end here, because I've 
told you all how to do it. We're wrapping up here. I want to give a big shout out of thanks to Trisha from Once a Month Meals because this question came in from Allison and I just contacted Trisha yesterday and I was like, I'm going to answer this question. Can I, you know, do you have pictures? Can I da da da? And she just really worked with me kind of on the spot last minute to pull this together for all of you so that you could try out the mini menus so that we could have the resources here and tell you how to reheat frozen foods and do freezer cooking with the Instant Pot. Um, and she also provided the pictures for the blog post, which you'll see at askwardy.tv. So thank you so much, Tricia, for just coming through so we could answer Allison's question. And let me also tell you all that in addition to the freezer cooking, your Instant Pot is just a wonderful resource for every day. And I'd love to introduce you to how easy it is and how amazing it can be in your traditional food experience. And that's why we have a free um, Instant Pot sourdough cornbread recipe for you. You can follow the links with this video or go to tradcookschool.com slash IP cornbread, all one word, IP for Instant Pot cornbread. And there you can download that recipe and try it out. You, you'll need um, you know, your trusty sourdough starter, which a lot of you have, but we, we, we've got instructions for you if you don't. Um, and, and it's just a wonderful, um, wonderful recipe. You'll be using whatever kind of flour you want. Like if you're gluten-free, you can use a gluten-free flour blend. You can use a gluten-free sourdough starter. It's very um, flexible in that way, and it turns out delicious. Okay, and uh, we have a lot of links for you actually at askwardy.tv, the notes for this episode. This is episode 79. So if you're brand new to Instant Pot, I have a which Instant Pot to choose episode that you can check out. Like which model do you get? Do you get the six? Do you get the eight quart? Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have um, our past episode where I showed you how to use your Instant Pot like a microwave. Really, we reheat foods right out of the fridge all the time. In our Instant Pot, we don't use the microwave and haven't for years. The Instant Pot has kind of given us a, a microwave-like um, capability back to our kitchen, so you can check that out. There's the uh, lineup of 50 Instant Pot freezer meals from Once a Month Meals, and there's a link to the free freezer cooking mini menu from Once a Month Meals. And I think that's it. Um, I thank you all for coming. I know Millie's been answering your questions on Facebook Live, and I'll go back later and do that. If you're listening to this later on YouTube or wherever, uh, leave your questions and we'll come back and answer them. AskWardy.tv has all the links and the notes and everything that I've talked about today so you can bookmark or share for the future because you might want to come back to this method later. So just look for AskWardy79. And see that hashtag right there? Right there? <laughs> that's the hashtag you use to ask a question for a future episode. You can go to at TradCookSchool on Twitter and tweet me and use that hashtag with your question in 140 characters or less. If you can't stick to 140 characters, you can, of course, email me. My email is wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at askwardy.tv. Thanks so much, everyone, for being here. I'm so grateful to visit with you every week. I really, really look forward to it. I hope this has been helpful and have a wonderful week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. 
To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.